0: Welcome to the Shanlin on Batman podcast. I am Kyle Davis. And of course, joining me is Justin Shanlin. How's it going, my dude?
1: Uh, living in the quarantine day, 33,072.
0: And yet, despite that, you still managed to make your way up to the gym this morning. Don't be fucking telling people that. I, hey, I'm, exposed, I'm exposing you right here live.
1: Um, so, yes, <laughs> in Texas, the gyms are open. But I am taking every precaution. I'm not going to the gym with anyone in there. Like, it opens up at six. I get in at six. As soon as I get in there, I take two Lysol, three Lysol wipes from my place, wipe the entire treadmill down. Like, I'm not using hand weights or anything. Then, when I'm done wiping that down, I use hand sanitizer, hand sanitize my hands just in case it's on my hands and I touch my face. Let that sit for about 60 to 90 seconds. Then I go back and I use the wipes that they have, and I wipe down the machine again, let that sit for a couple minutes. Then I hit walk, I do the hand sanitize. Then I run for 10, 15 minutes, and uh, from there, uh, you know, I run. When I'm done, though, I wipe everything down again, hand sanitize, so uh, like I said, I'm out like i'm gonna get so exposed people are gonna <laughs> well like I'm. Can, it I'm almost make, sounds I'm, like
0: you're spending more time wiping down than you are running
1: well i just like i'm always afraid uh that i'm gonna get someone else sick i'm not like i'm concerned if i catch it but i've been you know taking every precaution that i can you know wear a mask in public um taking the zinc taking the vitamin d because uh, a lot of studies are showing that people uh that are uh passing away from this are vitamin D deficient. So like 98% of people who have died in the Philippines, Indonesia, and New Orleans have had a significant deficiency in vitamin D. Um, And they did a, and on the flip side of that, 4% of those who passed away in those three areas were vitamin D sufficient. So there's some weird correlation of like I'm making sure that I've been doing my diligence, you know, take the vitamin D, take the zinc, take the vitamin C, you know. uh, And the reason I like I could run outside and everything and I was doing that, but it just tears up my legs and I'm a candidate for heart disease. So while um, this is going on, I don't want to like, you know, you know, right? you you actually
0: need the the special environment for, for your running. That so situation. and like
1: I've like messed up feet and everything. I'm not really supposed to run, but I'd much rather like running. You get that runner side. Like and the pools aren't open, so I can't can't go swimming. And like seriously, like I literally like I have huge shin splints. Like I have shin splints going on the sides of my legs now. So I gotta like I'm icing down my legs. I'm icing down my knees. I just I'm not trying to. I'm trying to protect myself from COVID nineteen. But at the same time, I gotta watch you know, my, you know, my health, my heart health as well. Grandpa had a heart attack at a young age. Dad had a heart attack at a young age. Older brother's on blood pressure medication, he's only 34, 35. So I have to make sure that I'm taking care of myself and being healthy as well. Plus, I'm asthmatic, and I need my lungs to be as strong as they can in case I do catch so right, I'm taking all the precautions. I'm not around anyone. I'm making sure everything's being sanitized. When I come into my apartment, I'm you know wiping down my shoes, taking a shower, sanitizing the door. Like I'm doing anything and everything. Plus I work in the public. Like I'm I'm back in my summer job. And like I could much more easily catch it there. Um, right, exactly, yeah. Then, you know, going to the gym where it's just by myself. Like I'm, you know... Like I work retail in the summer. And so since we've been off, I've been, you know, just trying to catch up on bills and everything. And plus if like, I could be furloughed as a teacher at any point during this. So I'm just trying to save up as much money as I can work. Like I'm, I'm taking a risk by I'm taking more of a risk by being out, being an, quote unquote, an essential worker.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: um, but I'm still there. let very let's all the real,
0: the retail and like, restaurant workers right now they're (laughs) they're out there putting themselves in in danger on a daily basis
1: and i'm not i'm i'm definitely saying like hey if you don't need to go out you know stay home save lives and everything wear a mask um like i'm being very 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 precautious in regards to that stuff like uh but like i said it's an airborne it's an airborne virus so like i could be driving be it at a red light and, you know, it could pass from the, not my knowledge. I'm not trying to speak out of turn just based on, you know, the information I've gathered. We could be sitting at a red light and somebody could be coughing, you know, with their windows down because it is 85, 90 degrees in Texas already. So, um, it just, I'm, I'm trying to stay healthy. I've lost 15, 20 pounds since Mm -hmm. this has all gone down. So like I'm doing, you know, another thing that we've been seeing is obesity has been taking a lot of lives and everything, asthma, diabetes. So I don't have diabetes, but I was definitely borderline obese there for a couple months. So but thanks Kyle for
0: exposing me. You are you are very welcome. You know what you know what's great about this quarantine?
1: There's is that something gives, that's
0: great. It gives a lot of people an excuse to stay indoors and play video games. Oh, hey, nice segue, Kyle. Segway. We, we're talking about Batman video games today, guys.
1: So are we doing like top 10, like our favorites? How are we doing this? Because you're going to be the one who kind of leads this. Like you're definitely more the gamer than I am.
0: So I don't have any definitive plan. I think we're, we can just jump into it and be like, hey, you know, like maybe what's, what's the, like the most recent video game, most Batman, recent, Batman, I'm going to try to say most recent Batman video game that comes to your mind.
1: Uh, the Arkham series minus Arkham Knight.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, so I guess we can just hop right into Arkham Knight.
1: Well, oh, that- <laughs> before that, like I feel like we need to like talk about like some of the history of Batman games because Batman games were real shitty for a majority of our lives. Like we had the Batman '89 game that came out that was pretty awful. The Batman, like I remember playing Batman Returns for Sega mm-hmm. Genesis. Um, that was yeah. pretty awful. Like we didn't like. It's just been as of recent where we're getting quality Batman games.
0: Yeah, so and it was like the, the Star the unfortunate, Wars games. The unfortunate reality um, is a lot of licensed games just they're they're not necessarily built to be great. They're they're built quickly and cheaply to you know make a quick buck. So cash a lot, they're a cash grabs. So. <laughs> Uh, not just Batman games, but a lot of license games throughout history have always just been generally pretty bad. Maybe, like even Maybe Mediocre like, on a good day.
1: Like even like I remember being a kid and there'd be like a Batman the Animated Series, like handheld game where you had to put like like it was just a handheld of Batman the Animated Series. Put your batteries in it, turned down and you played it, like even that game was bad. Like and that's like like kids these days don't realize how bad games were. Like Star Wars games were real bad till like, what, the early 2000s? Yeah. (laughs) There weren't, like, any, like, and, like, like, Kyle said, like, licensed games during this, you know, during the late 80s, early 90s, you know, 90s, all the way up to the 2000s were just straight-up cash grabs. Like, you don't hear about, like, great Batman games, great Superman games, great Star Wars games till about the early 2000s, and, you know... Playing those Batman games, those Star Wars games, Ninja Turtle games. Those games are fucking hard. Like, like they were not easy games to play. And oh. I'm, a, I'm just a casual gamer. I don't go like. It took me two years to beat Red Dead Redemption Two. Like, I finally beat it. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't do the prologue or the epilogue story and everything. Once true, I that, was, that's, done, a, that's a
0: really long game.
1: <laughs> yeah, like once I was done, like the main story. Like I'm like, all right. I'm done like I've 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 done what I've done with this game like I have no desire to like go back and replay it for uh, you know a year or two or anything great game but god it's so fucking long it's just such a long game and uh Kyle is definitely you're more like the the gamer type like I'm just like the casual gamer so Kyle's gonna be the one leading you know the charge here and I'm gonna throw my thoughts in but like I just the kind of like preface Batman game, Star Wars game, Teenage Mutant. They, not only were they terrible, they were, they were really hard to play (laughs) like that. The, uh, Mm -hmm. the adventures of Batman and Robin for Sega Genesis, which I had couldn't, couldn't get past like level three. Couldn't do it. Like I was a kid though, like eight or nine years old when it came out and I was playing it, but still like that game was so hard. Like games like back then weren't easy. Like, like and for just being like two dimensional, they just made this. They just made all the games like redonkulously hard, and I don't understand that. I don't. Why is was that just the so, era that those games?
0: Part of it, I don't. I don't know if this is uh, something you can say definitively, but I think part of it has a lot of to do with the the background of a lot of uh, games being designed for arcades. So the idea of it being if a game was really hard, it would take people more continues to beat it mm-hmm. so more so, money so it, it would cost people more money to actually get through the game but i know th- that argument doesn't hold a lot of ground if it's a game that was designed from the ground up to be for like one of the home platforms but you know people were people were doing multiple projects back in the day I mail mean, is kind of a leftover concept from another another time who knows but
1: i mean i definitely see that but like i said like
0: like the the
1: like, it'd be one thing if like the game was good, but it was hard. But most of these games, like the Batman Returns game, was a horrible. The only thing I liked about the Batman Returns game is that it like had like whenever you punch someone, there'd be like some cool like Batman music that played behind it. So <laughs> like oh, okay. the, all those games were hard, and they like you'd be like so frustrated, like you would throw your controller on. Like this is like. Like, you know, you see people, those, you know, pl- players play, you know, online and they throw it because they lose. Like, people will throw their controllers down because the game was so damn hard. So, <laughs> some things to, thought, to think about. So, where do you want to start on the list? Do you want to start at, like, the beginning of those Batman games? Talk about, you know, some of those. Are we, is this going to be like a top five, top ten? Or are just going to talk about some memorable Batman games?
0: Uh, since I don't have a lot of experience of some of the older ones, I don't know how in-depth I could actually get about it. I, get like, I guess the best I could do is be like, I'm going to read you the Wikipedia article about the old Batman games, so I'm not going to do that. If you guys want to dive into the history of Batman games, there's probably better resources than I can provide right now, but we can talk about just some of our personal favorites. Um, we've already kind of touched on the Arkham games, I think those are... Like, we'll
1: get into detail on those, but yeah, I feel for sure. like for, for me anyway, um, like I'm I'm going through right now and, you know, looking at the YouTube video for, you know, Batman Returns, the Sega Genesis game, full playthrough, 35 minutes.
0: <laughs> they don't make games like that nowadays. <laughs> like,
1: and like. I'm
0: to gonna, be fair, I'm gonna... though, to be further, like you said, they made games really hard. And so that kind of helps make the games a little bit longer. But like, if you are good and can get through it really fast, then yeah, there's only like half like half an hour worth of content.
1: Red Dead Redemption Two full game walkthrough, no commentary, long play, eleven hours, twenty one <laughs> hours.
0: Yeah, even even that sounds a little short. I don't know what they did to make it that short, but props I'm to them. D- <laughs> I'm telling you,
1: Red Dead was was a long, long, long game.
0: You're you're definitely not wrong. I I have not played the second one yet. But I remember spending many weeks just getting through that first Red
1: Dead. Like Grand, Grand Theft Auto Five is long too. I have still haven't beaten that. I think I'm. I still haven't passed like ten percent.
0: <laughs> don't worry, you still got time for Grand Theft Auto Six. Whatever that may be. I think they've been working on that though. Oh, uh, almost almost sure. You know, like you don't just come one of the biggest money makers of all time and go, "Yeah, we're good." We're, we're going to stop right here. We can we we'll kick our feet up and we're just going to make cowboy games for the rest of our lives.
1: So like the Batman game for uh Nintendo by Sunsoft came out in 91. Not a good Batman game. But for the time being, like the graphics weren't great and everything. I get it and I understand all that. But uh, like it just like. It was kind of like those old time level games where you just like start at the bottom, work your way across and jump up, you know, trying to get to the top and everything, but nothing like very like inspiring or anything. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk too much crap about some of those like early 90s Batman games, because, again, I will say there were definitely a lot of moments in like the uh, NES Batman game, um, uh, Return of the Joker, like those ones. They don't hold up super well today, but for their, at the time, though, they were actually pretty great. So, I guess depending on how much nostalgia you have for them. Maybe. I mean, I
1: have, I have zero nostalgia for those games. <laughs> zero, zero nostalgia. They were so hard. They were just so... Re- <laughs> they were so difficult. Like, it wasn't... There was nothing, for me, fun about them because, like, you couldn't get past a certain level. Like, all those games. Like, I'd just be like, all right, I'm done. I've tried. Definitely tried. Can't figure it out. What the hell? So... so
0: So if we were to move forward in time, what would you say is like the first good Batman game? For
1: me, the Batman Begins Batman game. Like, I know you said you didn't play it and everything, but like for the time when it came out in 2005, 2006, like it kind of got like the essence of Batman. Mm -hmm. Like you're doing like, like, uh, you're hanging around, like you get the drive, the tumbler and everything. I mean, the like, it wasn't, like, a great Batman game, but uh, it was something, like, like you kind of felt like you were actually, like, you know, right. like, for the first time, you felt like you were actually Batman, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, so I never played it myself, but I have seen, like, videos of it, and I know a little bit about how it played, and the biggest thing that jumped out to me is actually just how... Similar it, it kind of felt to what the or uh, the Arkham games would end up being mm-hmm. This this big like 3d environment uh, You're you know, you're running around in the 3d environment. You're doing your hand-to-hand combat It felt very it looked very much like a, almost like a precursor which sense it came out what? two two or three years before uh, Arkham Asylum I
1: think what well, Arkham Asylum came out in 2009 Oh yeah, yeah. So it was
0: about four years.
1: And like, what was cool about the Batman Begins game is like, like I said, you felt like Batman, but they took a lot of the elements from the movie and kind of—I wouldn't say it was kind of like a recreation, but they like they took some of those things in. Like, I remember, like you could like, like you could, ah, uh, like it was all about stealth of that game. Like that was like the main part of that game, and like. As you're like climbing th- around, like uh, like uh, from ceiling fan to ceiling fan, or from you know, you know, beam to beam, or you were in Arkham, or you know, the using the Batmobile, or fighting. Like what was interesting is like the more that you fought someone, like say there were like six or seven guys. Like their fear meter would go up and like you could like once you hit that fear meter, you like if I remember correctly, you like hit a button and it became like that uh demon Batman from Batman Begins and like <laughs> they had nothing against you. Like the like the end, if I remember correctly, you were on like the train facing off against Rachel Ghoul, and like he was actually like super hard, but like you could actually like beat the game. Like it was like what a concept. They took, Yeah, like they took, like they took a lot of the beats from the movie and like you were able to, and it wasn't like an open world either, Mm -hmm. but they took a lot of the elements from Batman Begins and were like, hey, let's, you know, let's actually make this license work. And I just remember playing it like, wow, like this is the first time I've ever like actually enjoyed playing a Batman game. I'm wasn't actually, perfect. Wasn't like wasn't great. But I was like, you know, like if they could get the, you know, take you know elements from this and make it into like a full fledged, like not a, you know,
0: a more cohesive you, thing.
1: Yeah, like not a <laughs> like like you definitely feel like it was like the, they tried their best, but it was for the money. So, uh,
0: well, it's a good thing when you ended up getting your wish there, <laughs> and eventually
1: like um, I, feel, I still feel like their their Batmobile, their Tumblr mechanics and everything was way better than the Arkham Knight stuff. like I just don't understand like after Grand Theft auto, like
0: right uh, car, why can't they figure car out stuff has been figured out already let's 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 stop trying to innovate. We, we already have something that works. Just put something in that works. you don't need to get and like through.
1: like I'm watching like the gameplay of, like the uh the Tumblr, like it was cool to, like cuz you felt like you're actually in Gotham City for for the Batman Begins game. Mhm. And like there there will always be like a special like place like it's by no means like the best Batman game, but for what it was in that in this time frame, like it was the best Batman game they'd had ever right. put out.
0: No, it it being a licensed game in its time with not a whole lot of other stuff to reference. I feel yeah, it definitely looks like it did a very good job at what it was trying to accomplish.
1: Like, and, like, during this time, like, I think it was, like, 2002, 2003, the Spider-Man 2 video game came out for PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. And, like, that game blew me away. I was like, why that, don't they just that make was a game Batman changer. game? changer. <laughs> why don't they just make a Batman game like this? Where they take, like, this open-world, Grand Theft Auto-style, uh... Open world gameplay and make Gotham City like San Andreas or, you know, Vice City and you're not swinging around, but you you have an opportunity to use the Batmobile. You can fly around like Spider-Man 2 was like, like, I don't think you guys understand. Like I played Spider-Man, like the Spider-Man for PS4. It's OK. It's definitely no Spider-Man 2, though.
0: We wouldn't be where we're at without Spider-Man 2 for people.
1: Like that game, really, I think that might have been the the best licensed game ever. I don't know, Kyle. Like
0: you're he, not far off the mark there. I mean, there's been you know, we we can almost go off on a whole tangent for about all the licensed games, but as far as that goes, uh, Spider-Man 2 is definitely up there among some of the greats. But uh, I'm I'm actually kind of surprised I never got around to playing Batman Begins. Like, I love the movie, and I was a huge sucker for the, like, movie tie-in games at at the time. Like, I remember playing, you know, a lot of Spider-Man 2, a lot of Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. I played that game a whole lot. I didn't play that. (laughs) Like, I played a whole bunch of that kind of stuff on my GameCube, but for some reason I never got around to the Batman one.
1: Like oh what's what's great about Spider-Man 2 is like they they did that whole open world. Like and like they had like fun like side missions where you had to deliver pizza. Where you where you that could like That pizza
0: son was so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Like
1: like you could like like swing through like I remember like the first time like the if you look back at it now the graphics are not very good but for the time it was like oh my god like, they just made, like, they made the engine for swinging through the city amazing. And I remember the first time going to, like, the Empire State Building. I, like, when this game come out? Like, 2004? 2003,
0: 2004? Uh, 2005? Really? that Was that late in the game? Are we talking about Batman or Spider-Man? Spider-Man 2. That was 2002. Like,
1: and like, it had like a bunch of missions. Like, oh my God, he stole my purse. Oh my God, he took my bicycle. And you have to like go get it. But like, the main, the main, uh, story was good too. Like, there, it, it was one of those games like you could get lost in it for a long time just going around like the city. It was a good game. Like, one of the, probably one of the most underrated superhero games of all time like the arkham games kind of like
0: them being more modern definitely uh, helped mm-hmm. that cause there but like before before arkham spider-man was king he he stood above all the rest <laughs> especially because everyone else was still like closer in quality to uh a superman 64 than a spider-man
1: Oh God! <laughs> I remember playing that, and like the i think the final boss you fought like a tornado
0: yeah i I think you're right i never never played the game, but i don't ever planned on playing it I don't know why anyone would that's that's just a blast and self torture right there but yeah, so after Sorry, I'm, looking, I'm trying to
1: find out the cast list for the Spider-Man 2 game. Yeah, no I, I'm problem. curious if they used... Uh...
0: So I'm actually curious. Have you actually played any of the Lego Batman games? No, I have not. Okay. So I've played Lego Batman. I didn't realize this actually came out between Batman Begins and Batman Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of a, a case of, I wouldn't say they're necessarily great... But I do have a soft spot in my heart for the Lego games. Uh, I I like the variety of them. I think I would still put Lego Sowers as my favorite, but there's something really special about the fact that it's one of the few Batman games where you can actually play as a a variety of villains in addition to the main cast. So if you just want to spawn in and play as the Joker or Harley Quinn, you can totally do that. Kind of surprising that, despite the fact that at this point in time in 2008, There had been dozens and dozens of Batman games, and yet none of them had ever let you play as the villains. (laughs) Like, it's like, oh, this is a Batman game. Of course you're going to play as Batman and Robin, and nobody else. It wasn't until Lego Batman where it's like, yeah, now you can play as Joker and Harley Quinn or or Two-Face or whoever you want to play as. It's kind of neat. Yeah, like, I would say if you have never, if anyone has never played the Lego Batman games, Definitely, definitely check out one of them because I think there's like three of them now. If you can find them on sale cheap, they're you know they're they're a nice lighthearted romp through the Batman universe with Lego stuff going on. Especially if you like the Lego Batman movie, it's just kind of kind of more of that in a way. I'm game with that. Like I, I, I'm pretty sure if you looked around, you can get them for like five bucks or less at a Bill store. <laughs> like there were those kind of games. Definitely worth picking up, still to this day.
1: Uh, I'm sorry. I'm reading. I'm listening to you and reading reviews on the Superman N64 game. <laughs> oh
0: God, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure those reviews are. They're very kind. Nothing but good vibes coming from.
1: Dude, it says that in the in the in the year that it came out, Superman had been the third best selling game for N64.
0: People spent money
1: for this shit. I rented it. Like, back then, you could go to, like, the store and rent games.
0: Just the thought of that's
1: depressing.
0: Imagine your little Timmy opening up your Nintendo 64 for Christmas and your copy of Superman 64. Poor little Timmy.
1: not getting any uh, Christmas goose today.
0: <laughs> that, poor, that poor kid. He just wanted Super Mario 64. He got, sup- he got Superman 64. That, that, that's going to scar a kid for life right there.
1: So the game rankings gave it a score of 23%.
0: That's still too high.
1: <laughs> IGN, 3.4 out of 10. <laughs> I don't think they're in business anymore, are they? IGN.
0: Oh, no, they're they're still out there. It's just nobody cares. <laughs> they may be, like, the number one most viewed news source for games still, but nobody she cares. Just how it is. Um, but,
1: yeah, uh, I feel like we need to talk about the Arkham games now. Like, to me, those <laughs> are, like, the cream of the crop
0: they are definitely like, the cream of the crop they they And are- like to be
1: completely honest I only played like maybe 2 hours of Arkham Asylum. Like I came into the Arkham games by Arkham City and like the game engine is so superior to Arkham Asylum but like do you want to talk about how, what a game changer Arkham Asylum was cuz I'm I assume you played it more than I did.
0: Yeah, I've 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 played my fair share of Arkham Asylum. I think I've gone through the entire game three times in my in my, in my days, at least two, but maybe three. But yeah, uh, when it first came out, definitely a big game changer. It was one of those, I think, kind of know, we described it earlier, was like Spider the Spider Man two kind of feeling where you're just like, oh wow, yeah, th- this is how you translate the character. Into a game. This is how you, you know, give people the ability to control the character, while still being able to act like the character and do some of the cool stuff that the character is capable of, while not really tarnishing what you know the, the game feeling of it. That being mm-hmm. too strong, too weak, etc. You know, you actually got put into the shoes of Batman. You had the iconic classic characters. You had the Joker, the Harley Quinn. They were all there uh you got had it set in one of the most wonderful places and it was actually fully realized in 3d now and you can explore it good old arkham asylum but like at the time i think probably the biggest innovator that this game series honestly had might have been in the combat like it's kind of like the standard now the the way the combat is where it's like Combo based in a 3D arena with like a lock on target, you know, and, and you no know, dodging and hitting. But back in what, 2009? That wasn't really a thing, at least from what I remember. At least it was not refined anyway. It was not until Arkham Asylum where that kind of side of combat really got refined and, you know, the, the combo system and all that. I don't know where I'm really going to go with this, but like it was just a level of polish that we had never seen from a licensed game up to that point and like to the point where Arkham Asylum stands on its own, even if it was not a licensed game, like you could take that game and remove everything Batman from it, just make it its own completely original thing. And people would still look at it and guard it very well as a like top quality must play game.
1: Um, like when it comes to, like, those Batman games, like the Arkham series, like I told you, Kyle, like, I got, I got Arkham City first. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and picked up Arkham Asylum, thinking that they were going to be.
0: <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a little bit of difference there, especially in the. Um... And the fighting and everything like Arkham
1: City to me is the one of the, the one of the greatest games of all time. Oh yeah, he's like probably top twenty-five greatest game of all time. And like, I'm not a gamer, so me saying that doesn't hold a lot of weight. But playing Batman: The Arkham City game or any of the Arkham games, other the Night, um, you're Batman, right? Yes, you like, are. That's, Batman. The, that's the first time. That you can say, "Hey, I played a Batman game where I felt like I was Batman,"
0: which is so, such a refreshing thing to hear. Like, you compare that that sensation to like one of the NES Batman games. It's like, yeah, it was a two D kind of thing, and you know, you could throw your battery and stuff. But was that really any different than uh, playing Contra? <laughs> Or or something like that, you know? Like, there there was not much of a difference, but it wasn't until we finally got this big old 3D version of Batman to play around with. You got the gliding. You got the whole arsenal of tools. You got um, the stealth mechanics. You got the actual hand-to-hand combat. Like, it all just kind of meshed together perfectly. And I'm almost afraid of where we're going to go from here. (laughs) Because... It almost seems like at this point, we're kind of we're almost stuck or almost pigeonholed into just a never ending. Well, I probably shouldn't jinx like that, but like at this point now, it's like everything, every Batman game is going to be compared to the series. I mean, that's the same thing with like Batman movies
1: compared to like the Dark Knight trilogy. And what I really love about the Arkham City, you know, Arkham Asylum games, it felt like you were playing an extension of Batman the Animated Series because they they hired Paul Dini to write the story for, you know, the, those two games. And, like, I remember playing Arkham City for, like, the first time, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't – they nailed it. Like, this is what I've always wanted in a Batman game. Like, you're able to fly around Gotham City. You're able to use your grapple hook to get to the top of buildings. Like, you can fly super fast. You can, like, dive and, like, throw villains down. the ground, like the hand-to-hand combat was amazing, the story was excellent like you got to face up against the Joker, Rachel Ghoul, you know, Mr. Freeze but there's also like the stealth mode where you had to like wait and you know you know, take out some thugs in like a building, like the game was so Batman and it was so incredible to finally get a game that respected the story the feel of what Gotham City is like, what Arkham City is like, what what it what meant to be Batman hmm. and like seeing the trailers for, the, you know, that game. Like, what did what did Arkham City come out to like 2011, 2012? Like, uh, seeing,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Like seeing the trailer for like, you're like, oh, my God, is that like, <laughs> is that going to be the real gameplay? That's and like, I think what do you I, mean, we get to fly around the entire city. Is that I think we started? I think we started working together back then, and we would uh, when we talk about origins, we'll really talk about like going because I think we uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we, we started working together when Arkham City came out, and we seen the trailer and like, like that ain't real, and then we saw like actual gameplay, like holy shit, this is crazy. They're actually doing it. Like we could, like we couldn't believe it. Like the the world looks amazing. Like like. I think like the slogan was like be the batman or something. Maybe that was like the Arkham Knight slogan for it. It was for one of the games, uh, so I don't
0: remember which one.
1: I'm gonna, I'm going to Google search uh slogan for Batman Arkham City.
0: Right. Um it, the, the thing that's crazy about City is I know there there are some people who well there's probably quite a few people that prefer Asylum over to City. But I'm definitely of the uh I'm definitely in the camp that thought City just took everything that Asylum did really well and just continued to improve on it.
1: Like I f- it felt like it, it really like the only way to like describe it is like this. It's like Bat- from Batman Begins to The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Like you love Batman Begins, you love it, but like The Dark Knight is more of such an elevated story, like it's like Like, like in Batman Begins, like the world's laid out and then they just took everything and expanded it, made everything bigger, better, bolder. Like everything was like amazing. And like the same goes with Arkham Asylum to Arkham City. Like I said, I didn't, I've never even beaten. Like I literally played it for like an hour or two. Good (laughs) game from what I played. But like as soon as I I was like, you know what? (laughs) I'm just going to restart Arkham City.
0: To be fair, I, I think I would say that the first hour or two of Asylum is probably the best part. Especially the the opening scene, the, that mm-hmm. opening scene where you're uh, escorting the Joker into Arkham Asylum, mm-hmm. is super iconic at this point. Uh, and you know, on the reverse side, the actual ending of Arkham Asylum is not that good. <laughs> like the whole game is amazing, but then you get to the very end, and it's like, oh, we're we're fighting a, a roided out Joker on the on the rooftop. It's, it's a little awkward. And like from a narrative standpoint, it doesn't work super great, and the mechanics of it, I, I don't remember how when exactly. I think it was literally just like you had to punch him at specific times. I don't know. And like I said, it's been a while, but like yeah, the the actual ending of Arkham Asylum, it doesn't stick the landing super super well, but the vast majority of it's pretty.
1: Like I love, I love that series. And something that really irritates me the most about like the Arkham City, Arkham, you know, the Arkham games is no one gives Arkham Origins. It's love. Like Arkham, like that's when me and you kind of like became friends because we bought like Arkham Origins. I think came out my birthday in like 2013. Mm-hmm. Let me check here.
0: I remember that we were we were both talking about it up to, leading up to the release of it. I remember we're like, "Hey man, it's coming out! It's coming out this weekend. You gonna be playing?" Yeah, yeah.
1: Like I remember saying, "Like man, like I hope that we can use the Batmobile in it." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it came out October 25th, so a day a day after my birthday. Like I remember like putting it in and like like the graphics weren't as crisp and clean as, um. The Arkham Asylum, mm. Arkham Origins game, but like Warner Brothers Interactive basically took the engine from Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, and made like a whole nother game where, you know, where rock like it was like Rocksteady took the the lead, and Warner Brothers Interactive just said, you know what, we can take what you've done,
0: mm.
1: we're not gonna we're not gonna advance it like. And I think that's what the what people's issue with
0: Yeah, so Arkham
1: Origin is, is like Arkham Asylum to Arkham City, like it had like advanced like so far, but but like the Arkham Origins game just kind of like just kind of like a standalone, like precursor, like it was I think it's well like an origin to those First two games, right? That's my. It's
0: supposed to be a prequel on that like same timeline, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so f- for those not in the uh, the loop, uh, you have Rocksteady, who are the developers of Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight, but then you have the the Warner Brothers studio that did Arkham Origins. So there was a little bit of disconnect at the time where people maybe they didn't inherently realize at the time, but like you get this game that's made by different developers and it doesn't quite have the same voice cast. And all it really does is kind of just take Arkham city and they just kind of reuse a lot of the stuff from that and turn it into like an origin story for some of the, some of the parts. And I totally get where people are coming from. Like I said, like you said, it's uh, not a big jump forward. like, I don't know. I know for sure, but the map actual playable area of the game might be smaller than city.
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: I think it's like, like, by all means, like when you compare the two, it does seem like a downgrade and kind of is, I won't disagree, but I do think it's a very underrated entry into the Arkham series. A lot of people chit on it and say it's the worst one.
1: Oh, it's definitely
0: not. It's it's definitely (laughs) not. Wait, (laughs) two years, wait, two years. (laughs) Um, Uh, Granted, there's a lot of parts that are not great. Like I think, um, like the one boss battle. A lot of the boss battles were disappointing. Like one of them, like you literally
1: push triangle, and like you beat the boss.
0: Was that electrocutioner or
1: something? I think so. Yeah. Like like, like that's what
0: he shows up. He's like, I'm a badass." badass. And then and then it's like, oh my god, we're gonna we're gonna fight him. This is gonna be intense. And then it's like a triangle. Bam! <laughs> just knock him out. Batman's like, all right, later, suckers. I'm out of here. It's like, oh, all right. <laughs> that's like, like, think- that's, uh, that's that character for the rest of the game. He, we, he, we never saw him again.
1: Yeah, like I think that's <laughs> when we became friends is because we got the game at the same time and we worked together. And like the past the time at our shitty job, is we were talking about playing Arkham Origins. Hey, man, where are you at in the game? And you'd be like, well, I just beat you know Electrocutioner. Just wait until you see uh, Deathstroker. Like, like <laughs> oh, you were God. always like you were always like an hour ahead of me, or like a, like five percent ahead of me, or I can't remember how yeah. like the game. You're always like a little bit ahead of me, and like we would talk. It was like, "Oh man, did you play this part?" And, like we would just talk about like the game experience, and like I really like uh, Arkham Origins. I think it's unfair that it gets so shit on. It's definitely like. I think because it doesn't have Paul Dini, doesn't have Mark Hamill, doesn't have Kevin Conroy, I think that people dismiss it. But in reality, it's a very serviceable game Mm -hmm. that you can just get lost in and just have some fun. Like it was like the story mode is much shorter than Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. But like you could still go around, fly around as Batman and enjoy it.
0: Like I liked it because it like... I think it's set like on Christmas Eve, though, right? Yeah the uh, the entire story takes place Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. and it's Batman, you know, doing his doing his thing, so you know, taking care of crime on Christmas Eve, trying to get everything wrapped up before Christmas Day, so he can go home and spend with
1: And like that's, I think that came out with that like trail, like one of the greatest Batman trailers ever, where like it's that quick cut of like that you know, Bruce, like young Bruce, crying. And then it's, like, a quick clip of, like, him training. And then it's back to, like, the funeral. Then there's, like – like, I really, really love that game. It's kind of like the uh, – it's, like, the only way to describe it is, like, a kind of like a student who doesn't get – who's not appreciated by some of, like, the other teachers because he, he's right. not, like, the smartest or he's not, <laughs> He's
0: not, a, like, he's not a, the straight-A student, but – Yeah,
1: but, like, he's definitely, like <laughs> – like the suited that like you would have like a hundred more of them. I'd have a hundred more Arkham Origins games because of how fun it was. Like it didn't take itself too seriously. You could understand like the game, the story. Like you knew. Like I think like the, all of, like the villains put like a bounty on Batman.
0: Yeah, essentially, and like uh, Joker and like Joker was... around this time. Well, that was one of the controversial parts of the game. It's where. All the marketing was like, oh, my God, Black Mask is going to get a whole gang of villains together and he's going to put a bounty on Batman and then Batman has to take down like the whole mercenary game, which in theory is great. But then I think it's like around halfway through the game, <laughs> the plot twist happens and it's revealed that Black Mask was actually just Joker in disguise.
1: Was that what it was? I don't
0: remember yeah, that. Part. Yeah. Joker was actually the villain of Origins, but he was uh, pretending to be Black Mask for some reason. I forget what happened after that, but I, I remember people not really liking that concept, and I I get it. It's like, oh, man, we already had Joker for the villain of the first two games. Why do we need him to be the surprise villain of the third game? I mean, especially if you're not going to market, you know, if you're not going to use the Joker to market the right. game. They, they explicitly use Black Mask as, like, the marketing tool. Like, oh, my God, like, it's Black Mask, <laughs> which in hindsight... Should have been kind of a tip off because it's like nobody gives a nobody cares about black mask enough. <laughs> I mean, like black
1: mask is an underrated villain, but he was perfect for that game. And then I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to see if I can find a copy of it for PS3. And like that's another thing that bugs me about like that that series is like even like Rocksteady doesn't even, like it's like treated like the Redhead Stepchild because when they did the. uh that's
0: right. They did the they, a remaster. They, did like a, they released a collection for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox. And they're like, we got Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight again. It's like, nobody cares about Arkham Knight. Go away. So, but like Arkham Origins. Well,
1: like Arkham City is like creme de la creme. And Arkham Origins is so serviceable. Mm-hmm and i think like again like what what gets people to shit on it is it didn't it, it didn't move the series forward it was just kind of like it was kind of like a very good it's to me it's gr- a great game but when you have a a game that's leaps and bounds it's kind of like the dark knight rises so you have like arkham asylum was batman begins and then arkham city was um, The Dark Knight, Arkham Origins to me is like The Dark Knight Rises Like, it just Like, it's It's in the series, it's great And like, some people are going to be like, no, Arkham Arkham Knight is, I was like, fuck that movie I mean, fuck that game I
0: don't know, If but I was like, making that comparison, I'd say Arkham Knight is a lot more like The Dark Knight Rises But,
1: I guess, just- <laughs> I mean We could argue about it, but
0: But you know my opinion on those two things So <laughs> So,
1: I just, like I said,
0: like Arkham Origins is
1: wonderful. It's underrated. And if you you have not played it because you heard that it wasn't a good game, please go find it, pop it in, play it. Just enjoy it for what it is. A very shortened version of Arkham City where you can spend 8 to 10 hours kicking ass, playing a very easy, serviceable story, Mode, but then you have time where you can go around, fuck around one thing that I hated about the game is this like you like you so you could fly back and forth to the bat cave, right yeah, so like you you' like all of a sudden like you see like the bat plane is in the bat cave, and it's like, all right, press this button to fly the bat plane to Gotham City or arkham Arkham City, so I'm like, holy shit. We're gonna be able to fly the bat wing, <laughs> the bat plane.
0: Nope. <laughs> nope. You just teleport. <laughs> just, I'm just like no.
1: And like I remember telling Kyle, I was like you know what would have made this that game great, Kyle, is if they use the Batmobile. Maybe if they do another one, they'll use the Batmobile. They're like, yeah, yeah, like that's a good idea, Justin. Mm. <laughs> and that we, brings us we only to knew.
0: Arkham we only Knight. Knew. Oh God.
1: What are your thoughts on Arkham Knight, Kyle? Help, uh. uh, So hold up, hold up. Before we get into like your thoughts on it, <laughs> let's talk about like the lead up. Because they had like a bunch of tr- like trailers, like they had that like very iconic trailer where like the bat uh, emblem was on fire. Mm-hmm. And like I think it even said like you could like be the Batman even more by, you know, driving around in the Batmobile. Like it was like a bat tank. Yeah, if I remember so, correctly, so that game came
0: out what 2015. Yeah, 2015. So they definitely nailed the marketing of the series by this point. Like they knew how to get people excited to be the bad again, you know, explore Arkham City or Gotham City in general. So like they they did that really well. There was a lot like cool marketing, but like the linchpin, like the, the 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 center point of a lot of this was the mystery surrounding who is. The of Knight. Who is this mysterious new character that Batman has to face off against? Somebody that is his equal and his rival. Well, I mean... There's not a whole lot of characters in the Batman universe that can be Batman's equal. So, kind of right off the bat, there's only a couple of people it could potentially be. And then, like, the game just kind of... Uh, When you start getting into it, this is, you know, we're talking about the story now. When you actually get into the game, they make it like (laughs) very obvious who Arkham Knight's going to be. I don't know if they intended that to be the case. But uh, it is eventually revealed pretty close to the end, actually, that the the mysterious Arkham Knight was Jason Todd the entire time. Which I, I don't. Hate the hit, the the incorporation of Jason Todd. It's just like it turns out that the Arkham Knight was just Red Hood under a different <laughs> name. It was just Red Hood under a different name. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, at the end of the game, he he stops being the Arkham Knight and then he dons the Red Hood identity. So that it's like, what was the point? <laughs> What was the point of this character if he just, like, goes, oh, I guess I'm not going to be Arkham Knight anymore. Are you, I'm going to be Red Hood now, and I'm going to go kick some ass. Ah. And there's a lot more frustrations for that game that we get into, but, like, for me, the story was a step down. The actual uh, exploration of the city was a step down from the previous games. And like,
1: oh, but you're not talking about like the main issue that you have with the game. It has nothing yeah, to do with I, Red Hood or I, Arkham I'm, Knight. I'm
0: getting, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Another big, another big, like new thing with this game was you could finally drive the Batmobile. And oh God, they they wanted you to drive the Batmobile, a lot. I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot. Like, over half of the game is you driving the Batmobile doing stupid little puzzles. There there are so many parts of the game where it's like, you need to drive the Batmobile over here and then use the grappling hook for the Batmobile to, like, move this thing. It and was it, like Tank it, Man it, Begins. And, and push this box and then jump the ramp and then use the Batmobile to blow up this thing. It's like, okay, if you wanted to build a, like arcadey tank shooter kind of game just go build an arcade tank shooter game don't 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 pretend this is a batman game where i can fly around the city every once in a while but we're like spending like 20 hours driving the batmobile around finding boxes and shooting vehicles and like another part of the game that you is like you fight against these
1: other arkham knight tanks okay like it was like a never ending and i'll
0: so, i'll be honest oh God, i have the, the never
1: un, finished that game the never unmanned finished man
0: tanks so that's another thing
1: but like they, hold up you're forgetting cuz i remember doing an issue uh, an episode back in 2015 of the podcast where we talked about the like the opening like when it was released all the problems that the game had not just like on the pc but like PlayStation 4, mm-hmm. the Xbox One, do you want to talk about that to remind people?
0: Yeah, so it's it's been a long time, but when this game first came out, there were a lot of technical problems across all the platforms. Like on PS4 and Xbox, the game didn't run very well. It was very uh like, sort of like they had a lot of frame skipping, like the image quality was not very good, despite being the newest game of the series. It didn't technically look like it was the newest game of the series. Did it didn't look as, uh, as good? Uh, over on the PC side, when it first launched, the game was not. It was pretty much unplayable. Like you would boot up the game, and it would crash on like ninety percent of computers within an hour. <laughs> like so, you couldn't launch and play the game. I remember I eventually did it by. Yeah, like, launching a game, playing for half an hour, then saving and closing out the game, and then relaunching the game. Playing for about half an hour, then saving and closing the game, then relaunching it. It was, so, it was like, bad. So, like,
1: what was the... I don't remember, but what was, like, the history for them just releasing it as is? And then, like, someone, someone leaked out, like, the issues that it had. If, I, don't, I just don't remember what they were, because it, it's been five years.
0: Do um. you remember? My memory is pretty foggy on all that aspects. I, I don't remember. Wasn't it,
1: like they, I, think so, I think the dude said, hey, we knew this was going to be an issue, but like, WB and Rocksteady just said, fuck it, just get it out right.
0: It, that's very well could be the case. Uh, even if you're only familiar with WB's movie uh, movie side, even in the games industry, they're pretty notorious for just being like, yeah, pu- push it out now. And we'll worry about fixing it later. <laughs> and that's what they did. That's exactly what they did. They, they did eventually release patches. Uh, They kind of improved it on consoles. They improved it on computer. They actually made it playable. And at, right now, today, it's in a fine state. You know, there's no major technical issues. It'll run. But the fact that they released this highly publicized, you know, triple A high profile game and an almost unplayable state and we're expecting people to spend 60 bucks on it. It was was down like criminal. So like, I don't know. They did eventually fix it, but I don't want to be too lenient on them because they still should have never released a broken game in the first place when you have that much money on the line. And
1: like the issues I have with the game were it just, it felt it, it was like they took the concept of the Batmobile, and instead of it being Batman Arkham Knight, it became Batman Batmobile. Yeah. Like it took – like uh-huh. all the great things that it – like the Arkham Asylum, Arkham Origin, Arkham Arkham City game had. It's like, you know what? We don't care about that anymore. You don't care about the story. We just want you to play as in the Batmobile. So And, like, the Batmobile engine sucked, too.
0: <laughs> yeah. One of the biggest things that people remember from Arkham City was, like, oh, my God, I can just climb on the buildings and fly wherever I want using the glider mechanic, right? It's 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 great. But the problem with Arkham Knight is you, there are so many parts of the game where you're supposed to be kind of led out into the world to do whatever you want, but it's like, oh, no, like, you know, if you want to... You want to do this mission. You have to be in the Batmobile and then you're stuck in the Batmobile and you can't get out. And then it's, it's like, okay, now you need to get from point A to point B. You're going to drive there. And along the way, you're going to have to battle like three dozen of these unbanned Arkham Knight tanks that, you know, there's just tanks out in Gotham city that you had to destroy. No, no big deal.
1: And like <laughs> the, the tank is like three times the size of like the roadway. <laughs> and so you'd always be running into like buildings and shit Jesus. it was just it was like like we had talked about it like like i remember when we were working together talking about it's like man if they could if they could incorporate the batmobile just a little bit like like the, Arkams, the yeah. Arkham city <laughs> just, series would be a amazing bit would
0: be great yeah you, you
1: know or the or the batwing or something if they could just incorporate, like, the game's great, love the game's book, you know, you're always trying to, like, you want, like, things to become, like, a little bit fresher, right?
0: Yeah, typically, but, more options is good, but mm-hmm. the problem is we got this new option, but then they took away the other options and made us sit in the bat, uh, the Batmobile to the, the do stuff.
1: Like, I didn't want to be in the Batmobile the entire time. I liked flying around. I liked jumping from building to building. Like, using the grappling hook or the zipline or whatever they had. And, like, like, still, to this day, one of the biggest disappointments of anything Batman was Batman Arkham Knight. And, like, to think, like, Sefton Hill, who, did, who directed Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, like, came out and, like, worked on... Like, the game came out four years after Arkham City. So 2009 was Arkham Asylum. Mm -hmm. 2011, Arkham City. 2013, Arkham Origins. And 2015, Arkham Knight. Like, to think, like, they screwed the pooch. Like, they really messed things up in regards to the overall gameplay experience. It was like they took everything... That worked in those first two games, and just like, no, we don't care. Like, you're going to be in the Batmobile the rest of this time. I only played about 25% of that game. And then I was like, there was like one really hard tank mission, and I was like, I'm done. Like, it's not fun. It's, it wasn't a fun Batman game.
0: Also, let us not forget that one of the very last bosses of the entire game, this, this is just irony up the wazoo. The very, I, I, don't,
1: I don't know this story. So, one, you, one
0: you of know. the very last bosses is. Deathstroke. But they put Deathstroke in a tank. The Master Arts Swordsman guy was regulated to being a, a unseen enemy in a tank. The guy that has an iconic look, an iconic fighting style, was just put in a tank and it's like, yeah, here, go, go fight Deathstroke. In a tank. Yeah, use your Batmobile and go shoot his tank. It's like, there is literally no reason for you to waste a character like Deathstroke. I just put him in, in a tank, and then I'd be able to see him. All you see is his name up on the screen. It's like, yep, you should shooting, De- shooting Deathstroke. You know the the badass looking martial arts swords guy that you can't see. It's like, it's, it's like putting su- it's like
1: having a Superman game, but regulating him to a wheelchair, <laughs> yeah, basically. It's like, what the hell? Go- like, I didn't even get up to that point. I didn't even know about that. I don't even know how the game ends. I, doesn't doesn't Batman die or something? Uh,
0: so, there's the, the ending of the game where you defeat Arkham Knight and then you're kind of let back into the world to, you know, to do all the side missions and stuff. But then there's like the true ending where you complete all the side missions, you, you do all the riddle trophies, like you do 100% of everything, and then you unlock a new ending and... If I remember correctly, that ending is Batman essentially retires. He's like, I I am no longer needed, so he hangs up the call, and he's like talking to Alfred, and he's like, I I no longer need to do this. The Batman, I'm retiring and so. stuff. And I'm like, I see what they were going for. Didn't but they why? learn that from Dark Knight Rises? But why? <laughs> you you did this for what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like. Then here we are five years later and we haven't gotten any other Batman games well didn't
1: Sefton Hill kind of like say like hey this is gonna be like it for the Arkham series but why can't WB Montreal do something
0: I mean we did eventually get uh, Batman Arkham Knight for VR which was a little short standalone thing it it wasn't it wasn't the same kind of gameplay and there isn't really anything that ties it to the Batman Arkham series besides it, it, it being Batman but, but yeah like I don't even know what they're doing like we've been in the dark for five years about what Rocksteady and Warner Brothers Montreal are working on but they keep posting those teaser images and I swear to god like
1: one image is Rachel Gould it's a demon's head another one looks like a clown like
0: like, like now
1: would be the time during a pandemic to release this fucking game
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, I I don't know if they've released it right Yeah, now, we haven't anyway. we haven't had like a, a Batman game. So, a- so here here's something interesting. Yeah, like Rock Studies has been teasing various DC things for a while, like years at this point. But like, we've never I actually seen anything. They
1: they teased a Superman game and a Green Lantern game, didn't they? Uh
0: at least the Superman. I don't maybe the Green Lantern, but I don't know for sure. Like it all kind of gets lost in the mix for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe we'll actually get some news here because Warner Brothers themselves said, uh, I think sometime in June, they're coming out with like a little press conference for all their video game related stuff, which is pretty much nothing at this point. Like the only thing that they publish of noteworthiness right now is more of combat. Mm hmm. But, like, we already got a new Mortal Kombat game last year, so it's not like they're going to announce a new Mortal Kombat game. Right. So well, it, it they, would probably, they probably have uh, something Batman or something Harry Potter related.
1: Well, it would make sense to do a, new, a Batman game announcement for the next-gen console, right? Because, what, yeah. PlayStation is coming out? Yeah, we're, uh, we're getting
0: the new PlayStation and the new Xbox later this year.
1: What's the Xbox name again? Xbox Series X.
0: And it's just a fucking PC. Basically, it's just a rectangular box that stands up. (laughs) Like, that's what it is. Like, it's a fucking
1: PC. And, like, I feel like PlayStation 5 is just going to destroy again. Like, I just don't see anyone talking about, like, they had that Unreal Engine come out for the PlayStation 5, like, last week. And I was like, oh, my God. speaking
0: as a techie guy that understands stuffs. PlayStation not only feels more like a game console, but actually has better specs inside of it. It has better hardware. So unless so what's the, the point unless of- the Xbox comes out and it's a lot cheaper, we're probably gonna get a repeat of what happened this generation.
1: Uh, so what's the point of Xbox coming out with a new console if it's giving inferior specs compared to PlayStation?
0: There, there like, is value to the Xbox Live ecosystem. Um, and like if you're already like you, if you already have like all your games on Xbox, and you already have like all your Xbox achievements, you know, it's kind of nice to still carry that stuff over. But like, if you don't care about that, and I you're like, I- then like, yeah, you know, just play play where your friends are. I guess you know, whichever platform your friends are playing on, play on that one.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't care about hearing about stuff. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about, and Drew Keese would give us shit for, it, is the Telltale Batman game that came out what two, three years ago,
0: and not that long ago. So I, I definitely want to say for anybody that passed up these games because they looked a little weird, well, play these games. There, there's two of them. They're not super long, but they are 100 percent worth it.
1: I um, like the the what is what do they call those an
0: RPG. So the closest thing I could compare them to are like the, the old school point and click kind of adventure games. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not really point and click. So they're very much like interactive stories, very mm-hmm. much interactive storybooks, I would say. And a lot of it is you kind of, it's like a cutscene happens and you're kind of just and watching it. But throughout the cut scenes, you can interact with stuff. You can, Choose the dialogue the characters say. There's actual consequences to your decisions. Every once in a while, a little puzzle will pop up. You have to solve a puzzle. Uh, maybe an action sequence will pop up. You don't fight like you do in the Arkham games. It's more like, you know, oh, you're
1: a you're you know, detective. Quick,
0: quick, quick, quick uh, click the stick to the right, to, to dodge out of the way of uh, of this thing. You know, the stuff like that. But like the core of the game is you stepping into the boots of Bruce Wayne and, and know him as Batman and making decisions and talking mm-hmm. to people and actually like working to solve the case. I, I forget what happened in the first game. I do remember that by the time you get to uh, the end of the game, stuff gets wild.
1: And it's yeah, like, I have no desire to play that game, but and that's <laughs> not, it's just not my kind of game to play. Like I need, uh, I need to almost go into epileptic shock <laughs> of, <laughs> of, of action <laughs> in my game. So
0: the thing I really liked about uh, the Telltale games is they take a lot of familiar concepts, but they're not afraid to do something different with them.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: uh, in the the Telltale game, they actually do have Vicky Vale as a character. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she's a part of the story. She interacts with characters and stuff. But you kind of ultimately determine what happens to a lot of people. Like One of the, the big things that happens in the first game is it's Harvey Dent kind of slowly becoming two-faced, you know, him kind of succumbing to his urges, but it's up to you to determine how and why that happens through your actions. Like, are you going to, are you going to be the guy that like stabs him in the back? You know, are you going to, are you going to like break the bro code, push him over the ledge or is something else going to be the cause? So you can slowly kind of nudge the story in different directions and you can actually see your actions play throughout. But it, like, like you were saying, you know, it's not, it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Uh, for me personally, it's it's a relatively short game. You can get through the whole thing in less than ten hours. So if, you know if you if if you're looking for another Batman fix and you've never played either one of those Telltale Batman games, I would at least check it out. I think you can pick up part of the first one for free, maybe or or for really cheap. See if you it's something you want to continue playing.
1: Hmm. Um. Did you ever play Batman Rise of the S- Sinshu or Batman Vengeance?
0: I never actually played either one of them. They were on like uh, Xbox, the original Xbox and like PlayStation 2 and stuff. I think so. No, or I'm N64.
1: Not.
0: So I know about Vengeance. It, it's kind of like a, I guess it, the closest thing to compare it to, it actually looks like a bit of the animated series. That's mm-hmm. kind of what it looks like. I don't know if it has any uh, relation to the writers of that or But it looks like it's like a Batman, they made a series game kind of of in the same vein of as the Batman Begins one. Oh, rank your favorite Batman games like top three, top four. Ooh, all right. Uh, Top top five. Number five, Arkham Origins. Mm -hmm. Number four, Batman, The Enemy Within, which is the second Telltale game. Mm -hmm. Number three is Batman, the Telltale series. Number two, Arkham Asylum. Number one, Arkham City.
1: Where's Arkham Knight rank? Uh,
0: down down at ten. <laughs> um, it, it would just crack into the top ten. I'll give it that. <laughs> number five, Batman Begins. Uh, number
1: four. Number four would have to be. Injustice, God's Among Us for Mobile. Justice is great. Number three, Arkham Asylum. Number two, Arkham Origins. I know people are going to like, Arkham Asylum is way better than Arkham Origins. <laughs> me, it's Flip not. a table. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's not like... How like, dare you express your opinion on the show, Justin. That has my fucking name on it, but okay. <laughs> um... Uh, and then, no, like I said, number three, Arkham Asylum. Number two, Arkham Origins. Number one, Arkham City. Arkham City is the creme de la creme, one of the greatest games of all time. It was the Spider-Man two of this era. Like Pete, like I really do hope that at some point, WB Montreal, Rocksteady, just say screw it, let's go make some money again. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like they, could, like Sefton Hill, could not be a multi-billionaire. If he decided to put, you know, fifty to hundred million into another Batman game, the engine's already there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like you don't have to do much; you just have to come up with a solid story, so, some gameplay. So
0: you mentioned it a little bit earlier that PlayStation had that uh, Unreal Engine Five reveal. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that might have been something they were waiting on because all of the previous Arkham games were like used to highlight. The capabilities of the unreal engines and i think
1: i think arkham city or arkham origins use unreal engine 3
0: yeah i don't know if they actually well, maybe knight was on 4 i don't know if they actually did but it's historically the arkham games were always used to be like as the flagship games like hey th- this is what you can do with this engine so now if you're an aspiring game developer you know you can buy a lessons to use the engine you can make something like the arkham games right mm-hmm so I'm wondering if they were maybe waiting for Unreal Engine 5 to kind of be released uh, to the public in a way it was. Is that as a push for the Arkham game?
1: Um, I really do hope that they come out with an Arkham game. Like, I don't understand why they can't come out with a new one like Red Dead or Grand Theft Auto. Like, literally. Like, it could just be a cash grab like Arkham Origins because that's what Arkham Origins kind of feels like. Look, feels like just a cash grab. But still... Enjoyable game. I'll
0: I'll take it at this point.
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, like I think that if they want to do a Batmobile again, less of it. Like it should be. I really do want to see like an open world Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead kind of version of Gotham City, and like and like I get it. It's a city, but you could but you can make it super large. You could Metropolis, you know Emerald City or Century, whatever it is. Did I say Emerald City? is that si- city? Is <laughs> it? Isn't is Isn't that, uh, isn't that uh, Sonic anyway? But you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. Like I do want to see that open world kind of like where you can be Bruce at you know Bruce at one point you know walking around town you know go into like 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 do like San Andreas style where you're like working out. Uh, you know, (laughs) hanging out with friends, you know, stuff like that. Like, just hit the club as
0: Bruce Wayne. Let's do it.
1: Uh, but like less Batmobile, and like they they have the engine. Like they could reconfigure their their Batmobile engine. Like they could just literally go figure out how they Grand Theft Auto series use the car engine because they have it all down. Like cars, motorcycles, boats, planes. Like they Mm -hmm. spent the time to figure out. Hey here's the physics for this. Let's just like, like, I don't understand why it's so difficult for them. I'm not a game developer. I don't know about that stuff, but it makes no sense to me. So
0: look, if I could just play Grand Theft Auto five, but like randomly every once in a while, you have a super villain that starts causing trouble in the street. I'd be down. I just want to be yeah. like, hanging out with my Lamborghini. And then all of a sudden there's just like, bam. Yeah. You got Mr. Freeze out here causing trouble. What, what are you going to do about it? But it's like it still
1: has like the Batman Arkham kind of feel to it, where you have to like you're locked in a like a like a church, and you got to perch from you know the top ceiling to take out some thugs. So uh, the uh, question about the Unreal Engine five,
0: you saw it right? Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? Looks uh, looks gorgeous. Looks phenomenal. Developers have always said that the Unreal Engines are some of the easier ones to work with. So. Uh makes me very excited for what could be coming in the future.
1: So I'm completely clueless of what Unreal Engines are. So what could you explain to a non-gamer exactly? Is it just like like is it just like a thing that like where you can world build? Is it like
0: Yeah, so it's it's the, the tools that the developers use to actually create the games. So it kind of compiles all the art assets, a lot of the code of the game. Uh, And then just kind of, it's it's the binding agent. You have all the different aspects. You know, you have the videos for the cutscenes, sets, the animations, and it's just all the underlying code that and it compiles everything, it renders everything. So, uh, without without the game engines, there there would be no games essentially. Very much like how what would be a good example? Like. Um, you know, like if you have a web browser, a lot of web browsers use stuff like Flash or, or Java or something. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it, the, the game engines are like the 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 flashes or the Java's that help you kind of connect to and see everything that's going on. While your the web browser itself is like a console, just kind of like a platform that ho- the houses everything. Do we do we leave any games off? Um, I I would say we could probably go into the Injustice series. Those are pretty great. Games. I was never super yeah. big. In, I was never super big into the fighting games, but I actually did enjoy Injustice Two. I just had the mobile
1: versions of it. I never played the like the actual games for like the PlayStation Four or anything. So, but maybe you no. Know. Like when it comes to like games since I'm so busy, like if I'm going to shell out 60 bucks, like I'm going to, and there's no point for me to buy anything until the PlayStation five comes out. Cause then what mm-hmm. is that going to be like 500 bucks plus a game? Yeah. So, um, but are they, are, they, are they allowing backward compatibility compatibility for the PlayStation games with PlayStation five or,
0: uh, as far as the PlayStation goes, I don't know for sure. I, the Xbox is doing cross-compatibility, so any Xbox games you buy right now will also work on the system. I would hope that that's going to be the case for the PlayStation 2, or else that's going to be a pretty a pretty big hit, a pretty big miss on their part.
1: Because don't they lose money, overall money, because people go back out and buy those old games, and they put them in and everything.
0: Some way. It, it can kind of go both ways. On one hand, you can look at it as... Well, if people are going out and buying the game a second time, that's more money for us. But then there's people like in your situation where they're like, well, they didn't go out and buy it in the first place because they were just going to wait for the new version to come.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think it's ultimately for in the best interest of people to play their old version
1: hmm So
0: I think that's it for
1: 155. Uh, any last words on, you know...
0: Warner Brothers, Your favorite. if you're out there, please give us more Batman games.
1: Good it, Batman games.
0: It's been too long since we had the last, last good one.
1: Good Batman games, right? <laughs> Emphasis ah. on the good. <laughs> um, yeah, 155. So make sure that if you like this, you are liking our Facebook, our Twitter, our social media. So if you want to find us on Twitter... Uh, make sure that you go to our Twitter page, Shanlin on Bat. Always posted on there. You can read Drew Keese's reviews. You can see po- pictures that we post. Uh, we, we throw episodes up. Uh, if, you find, uh, media, if you want to find Tom on social media, it's Batman Base Lap If you want to find myself on social media, it is Batman Shanlin. If you want to find Kyle on social media, it is
0: Lutein Kyle.
1: So that's going to be it for 155. Peace.